0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The End Credits, the podcast where two brothers discuss their thoughts on a film of their choosing. I'm Dominic. I'm Jonathan. And today, we are talking about Christopher Nolan's superhero film, The Dark Knight. So I want to say basically right off the bat that uh, I know... In comparison to like the full trilogy, we haven't actually seen uh, Rises, so I don't know. I'm not going to compare it to that one, but Mm, I'm going to compare it to the previous film, Batman Begins. And um, I don't know. I want to say that I found issues with the Dark Knight that I didn't find with Batman Begins. Okay. And it's not like Dark Knight was like a bad film, right? And I know a lot of people regard it as like the best in the trilogy, but I want to say that there's... More issues than Bad Begins, and we're gonna go along in this podcast and discover what at least I have issues with uh, for this film. But I think overall, it's like uh, 70% bad in actuality and oh, wow. 30% good. Oh man, okay. So, for The Dark Knight, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, it might be surprising to some, but wow, I'll explain as we go along, okay? Yeah, I think, uh, like my opinion. The Dark Knight actually made me really want to watch The Dark Knight Rises because I first off, first off, I haven't seen it mm-hmm. and, um, uh, but it, like it did make me want to, to be honest. Like you though, I think I did find some bad things with this film, um, but we'll definitely get into that, um, as we move along in the podcast. The Dark Knight was directed by Christopher Nolan with the release date of July 18th. 2008, had a runtime of two hours and 32 minutes, and the genre is a superhero. It stars Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Heath Ledger, and Gary Oldman. With the help of allies, Lieutenant Jim Gordon and D.A. Harvey Dent, Batman has been able to keep a tight lid on crime in Gotham City. But when a vile young criminal calling himself the Joker suddenly th- throws the town into chaos, the Cape Crusader begins to tread a fine line between heroism and vigilanteism. Is Batman the hero the the vigilante <laughs> at this point? Right. Uh I want to start off with just uh like I said before, like again, 70% bad, quote unquote, and 30% good. It's Man. it's it's gotta start like at the beginning too, because um with the beginning of this film, like we were even talking about it when we were watching, like I found myself like questioning: Is is this even Christopher Nolan directing the film? Because yeah. like it was so, uh, I guess different from since we did you know did a full series on Christopher Nolan. Like I I, I felt like I was uh, getting used to his like openings and stuff like that, right? Like a style, yeah. And I want to say like two major things really like uh, prevented me from like thinking it's actually him, and that has to do with like just camera work and also like the pacing of it. So I'm gonna go into like the camera work first. Is like uh in in this film it's 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 almost as if you wanted to like uh experiment uh a little bit or I wanna say like a little bit like a lot in actuality. Yeah. yeah. But like uh I just found like here it is again. Maybe it's the first time, actually, where he used the widescreen to full screen idea, you know? Oh, yeah. And you saw that, like, in the beginning where, like, you know, you see shots of, like, cities and stuff like that. And then, you know, when we get into the actual action, it might go into, you know, widescreen. And, like, again, just like we said for Interstellar, it's, like, it's so jarring when you see it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I definitely mentioned it, too, because it was... Um Oh man, I don't know. I I just couldn't help but notice it. And I was just like, why is this happening? There has to be a reason. And my idea was that, you know, if we're switching back and forth, it's just about having to focus in more on the widescreen version. I don't know. Maybe that helps like psychologically. And maybe it did and I didn't even notice as we were watching. But I don't know. I think the result is jarring. Yeah, and I think uh, even if it was to like uh, affect, you know, oh, certain emotions with this, I don't know. It's just like uh, it was too frequent and it never really like, again, you you just noticed it more in here than I feel like in Interstellar uh, in comparison. And maybe because it was his like uh, learning moments, maybe. I don't know. I I don't want to say because like obviously the he's obviously a more just skilled director than we you know we both are right. but uh i don't know it, it was very like off-putting and i even want to like move on to like even uh the cuts weren't as smooth before no, like i don't know yeah it no. was like uh it was like okay we went to here then cut to some other moment in time and it's like whoa it's like what happened there it felt very abrupt. I will say that I almost felt like, um, and you kind of mentioned this a little bit, that you almost felt like it didn't feel like Christopher Nolan. And uh, it definitely felt like a deviation from Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that. Um, it felt much slower. felt like editing was at the right like pace. And as you were saying, it felt like this one was just taking abrupt cuts in weird places. Right. And we would make these shifts. And it almost felt like, again, with this idea of... Uh, you know, Christopher Nolan being the kind of director or I guess the kind of director he's become is, you know, that kind of like blockbuster that name that everyone knows and the kind of style that people expect from him. Mm-hmm. And I think really it's playing into just how movie uh, like a movie goers watch films now or like in the, the typical modern audience. I feel like The Dark Knight is one of those films that feels like it fits that mold of the average moviegoer and i feel like he was i feel like he was kind of almost it feels like almost like a sacrifice of his own style and maybe some of his like own integrity as just like a filmmaker to okay. make it feel like anyone like the average moviegoer could just like pick it up watch it and understand it all and really enjoy it yeah, I was, like, I don't know, like, uh, with with Battle Begins, it, I feel like we had a little bit more time to, like, digest little things. Yeah, and here I it's, like, yeah, it's just quick pace and uh, just different camera stuff, like, at different times. And, like, I actually wrote some stuff down that I actually want to, like, uh, uh, talk about when it comes to, like, uh, certain uh, areas where I, like, okay, this is something to talk about. Like, uh, even like the whole circle thing where he, he circles around the characters at different scenes and it's like, he does it like three, three times, four times. I don't know. Like, uh, I get the idea, like, okay, maybe we're supposed to create some intensity moment like of the circle round, but man, was I getting dizzy every single time that was happening. And again, maybe it was a good thing for like 2008, but like, I don't know. I, I wanted to like, uh. I wanted to slow down and understand the world as if we were uh, in Batman Begins Mm because, you know, we got to discover what Gotham was. And I get that. This is after the fact, right? So we don't really need to do that anymore. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's like we didn't get a chance to, like, build where we are in this new Gotham with Batman around constantly, you know? Mm -hmm. And instead we were like, okay, this happened, this happened, Harvey's here, and you know, now everything's taking place during uh the daytime because you know the um criminals are afraid to go out at night. Like we did get the you know, bare bones gist of it, right? Sure. Yeah. But like again, we I, I feel as if we needed more time to really like understand the the whole uh importance to why this truly mattered because it's easy for somebody to just miss it, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, if this is watching your first time, you might not even caught those, you know, key details. Yeah, exactly. I would say that, and I even mentioned it when we were watching as well, it could be a thing where Christopher Nolan was simply making these changes and trying out these different styles and, and techniques. It could have been for the fact to make it distinct from Batman Begins. And if that's the case... Then I think it works, and and that I in that sense, um, because like you were saying, like with the you know the like the three sixty camera shot, like we didn't see any of that in Batman Begins. But just like maybe just like playing into the idea that we're just uh, it needs to be kind of like quicker pace and it needs to be fast in order to be distinct from Batman Begins. So a complete shift in not only um, night and day scenes. Because like Batman Begins, we hardly had any day scenes, and then it was. I even mentioned it too, as we were watching The Dark Knight. That uh, it was almost like a little bit of uh, uh, jarring when you compare The Dark Knight to Batman Begins, because The Dark Knight opens with the day scene, so it was kind of like refreshing and it was different and it was distinct from, apart from Batman Begins. So if that were the case, if that was the idea, the intent, then I think they did. They, I think, they accomplished that to make it absolutely distinct from that first film. I, I get the whole night and day scene, and that again, that makes that makes sense. I, I'm not gonna like uh, say that that was the wrong choice or whatnot. I just think that like, um, I don't know, it was it, it seemed to overcomplicate things for no reason, just to be different. Yeah. For example, sure. like when we do get into like uh, the Joker and all these other people that are uh, basically. Gotham criminals who are whatnot, right? You know, they come up with like plans or whatnot, and uh this main guy leaves to like uh, China, I believe. Yeah. And Batman has to go all the way over there. Like, why? Why do we have this overcomplicated plot of like uh, all this money being, you know, constantly chased around Gotham, eventually across the world, and then Batman goes all the way over there? Why did we have to write this in the entire movie? It was like it only seemed to only be there just so that Harvey could at the end of the thing capture five hundred criminals, you know, just to build up that oh Harvey some, you know, he's the white knight of right Gotham. And I'm like, did we really need five hundred? Could we have gone to like ten? Why do we overcomplicate the scale of this movie when we didn't need to? Hmm. like, in good, com- point, good point. In, in comparison to like uh, Batman Begins, you know, we do have two main, you know, villains with like Scarecrow and a Raza Ghoul. Yeah. You know, we didn't even know what was really happening until basically the end of like, okay, what's it was going to go uh, towards that way. But in this one, we're like, okay, we set up that at the end of the other movie, you know, it's Joker's time and right. we're going to build Joker. But then they also wanted to build a secondary one with uh, Harvey Dent, you know, being becoming Two Face or whatnot. Sure. But basically, I, I think uh, I think that for some reason it just that pairing didn't work as neatly as Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul, only because I feel as if maybe uh, we didn't understand both scenarios to like a realistic degree where okay here's this with Scarecrow, you know, he's uh like a a doctor over at Arkham Asylum or whatnot. Yeah. And I think we understood his corruption deal a whole lot easier, right? And then Ra's al Ghul, you know, with the League of Shadows and all that. But with like Joker and Harvey Dent, they wanted to build each to like okay, what were their motives and how they you know arrived to Gotham, but you know, again, we overcomplicated Harvey's whole deal. With, you know, 500, you know, whatever criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for some reason, even with the Joker, we try to do this like high stakes, you know, intro scene with like him uh, expertly, you know, marmo- uh, or cleverly, you know, going around all these other, you know, bad guys and just throw them away. And sure, it looks cool. You know, it's like a huge spectacle. But again, I, I just feel as if like it's overcomplicates for just the sake of overcomplicating uh, the plot because again uh at the end of the day we still get to like the, the the places but like uh i don't know i, I just wanted uh, in comparison to the other one i wanted it to be feel more meaningful cuz by the end you don't really, did. you didn't really need you right. know those those things to get there yeah i agree because um i would definitely say that batman begins was much more clever than the dark knight um, and I think a lot has to do with just because it was set in such a realistic way and I felt like The Dark Knight probably took a little bit of, uh, liberties to, I mean, we're still in the realistic, sure, but, um, I think maybe we're just getting a little bit more, um, not cartoony, but I, I would say that we're just taking a little bit more like risk to take, or... Here, let me put it this way I think that the Dark Knight took made sacrifices not for the sake of just overcomplicating the plot, like you said. I think they made those sacrifices or they made those decisions for the sake of making it something that the average movie goer can go watch and see. And there's not a whole lot of meaning to it. And let's face it, uh, those kind of films that, um, just like the average movie goer, uh, goer like, um, watches. Um, it, it's really all about the action. It's something that can like really keep people like there. It's not so much about story and everything. Not saying that the Dark Knight doesn't focus in on some you know plot points because I think they do better than most you know uh, like movies today. But I will say that uh, I felt like again, how, as I was saying earlier, I just kind of felt like the Dark Knight became more. Of a blockbuster than what Batman Begins was. And I think the times really reflect that too because it was just different. And uh, the idea of what a movie could be in that time, it changes. It's just weird because, uh, you know, again, going back to what I said, like 70% of this movie I feel is bad but 30% is good. Mm -hmm. Because I really do believe that like the big chunk in the beginning is bad and we don't really get good stuff or good, I guess, quality stuff until the end, which I don't know if it was, like, a, a intentional thing or, like, okay, at this moment, let's just actually go for it because, if anything, I feel as if, like I said, uh, the last 30% of the movie could be a Batman Begins start, you know? Oh, like, that's yeah. where that, that's where the Batman... It should be in Batman Begins. You it know, should have started, you know? started there. <laughs> right, and the first 30 is, like... Or the first uh, 70 is, like, you know... Uh, Let's just go, 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 action, you know, do certain scenes and, you know, let's just, you know, do some cool technology technological leap that we can do at this moment in time. It's like, okay, well, sure. (laughs) Like, what's the next thing that we can do to, like, impress people and keep them invested? It's those little moments where I feel like it just, uh, just kind of for the sake of giving people, like, you know, just a spectacle for a moment. Right. And then, you know, sprinkle a little story here and then sprinkle a little story here oh, we need another spectacle moment to keep people invested and happy. Um, So I will say that that I think the main, you know, one of the greatest things about this film is Heath Ledger as the Joker. I I, I will say that uh, he's probably their one, like, uh, uh, as the Joker put it, like ace in the hole. Like, I feel like it's that one really great thing about this film that – Is definitely gonna keep people there Um, it's just his performance as everyone is like said constantly about this film everyone always talks about the Heath Ledger um, portrayal of Joker and I think that uh, with that it really the his performance keeps people there he is part of that spectacle in my opinion that like when people get bored of like story plotline stuff Joker steps in and people get invested again. I think that I'm not saying I did, but I'm just saying that most people will. No, 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 no. hear me out. So, so I think for the uh, this is Joker. So, okay, yes, he is Heath Ledger is. Uh, his performance is outmatched. He's you know he steals the show. Okay, uh, second is this is actually probably for me the closest that Hollywood movies will ever get. To the perfect villain, hmm. the closest, and it's what's disappointing though is that I think that, or at least I feel as if most people actually don't actually truly understand yeah. uh, the height because of how he uh, interacts with people and what he says in certain moments. Um, basically, I want to dispute if the Joker's truly like an agent of chaos, which I don't actually truly believe. Yeah. And I don't think he even truly believed. Heath Ledger's Joker isn't that because uh, if we do like go into that scene, I think it's more, well, he even explains it later because uh, he he tries to push Harvey Dent into that uh, realm because he basically just tells him what he needs to hear in yeah. order to push him further, right? right, right. And the Joker doesn't truly believe any of that. OK, and uh, the Joker does plan. He is a schemer and whatnot. And in and, and this version of the Joker, it seems like his whole thing is uh, he doesn't like, I guess, BS type of stuff. He wants to be more straightforward. And he acts as if, like, why live in a world where you're not true to yourself? Mm-hmm. And he tries to expose people to that. And He inherently believes that people are evil, and so again, he's exposing people to that evil side, and that's why he has this whole you know, uh, basically, you know, by the end with the two ships trying to basically, oh, should I uh, blow up the other or whatnot? Hmm. And uh, yeah, that's basically what uh, his Joker is, I guess, misunderstood to be because he does have some sort of reason here. I want to. Basically, a read out what I have. Whoop. And he does basically have, he doesn't do stuff for the sake of, like he, like the quote of some men just want to watch the world burn. That's mm. not the Joker. I don't yeah. believe that's true to what his, his thing is, or at least uh, Heath Ledger's uh, a version of it. Okay. And uh, I guess what the ironic thing is supposed to be with the Joker is that, you know, He inherently believes, at least his version, right? Sure. He inherently believes people are evil, yet he uh, projects this happy, good persona, even though uh, that's technically not what he is either. Right. Exactly. I think I would probably say, I don't know if he, I don't know if I agree with you when you say that the Joker believes that people are evil. I think he just believes people are weak but I don't think he believes that they're evil, basically that they're weak. And then that weakness will lead them to do bad things, but not that they're evil. I think that he understands the mind and he understands how weak and fragile people can be. Mm -hmm. So he, he leads, he pushes those people to that limit to their breaking point where they commit unjust bad things. But I don't think I don't really think that he he believes that they're evil, just that they're more so uh, that they just can't handle the real world. I uh, I would argue against only because he seemed at the end shocked that they didn't blow themselves up because he believes that he because because you could argue then why doesn't he push them towards the other way around if it's just a weak uh, side he just believes that. Uh, people basically act as if they're oh they're good right, but in actuality they have i guess dark tendencies or wanna do things that you know are against uh societal stuff right sure and, I, okay, and he basically wants to expose people to that that this is what they actually are and not oh. these good civil people you know mm. that they claim to be. Right and I I guess maybe for me I consider that the weakness that's what I call it okay. that like the um exposing the weakness that being the um like the rules and the customs that people are that people follow in society mm-hmm. so he's exposing those weaknesses to them I guess I just don't call it uh like evil or like dark tendencies it's just more like I think that people want to be good and they want to be like a good person you know like a society tells us to be and i think that you know he's just exposing like those weaknesses or those like lies but i i guess i just don't necessarily call it an evil well i well technically uh so yeah i guess for me that's how i think the joker uh operates Mm -hmm, and that's what the overall like message of the movie where you know batman steps in and it's supposed to tell us that no, 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 we're actually good people, and we're, you know, we do, uh, you know, have some value in, you know, our structure, right? And, uh, you know, that's how like they're supposed to be like the, uh, uh reverse side of each other, right? Or, uh, quote unquote, and yeah, that's why I tend to lead towards the uh, evil, quote unquote nest because I think I, I think that the. I think it's a little bit. He's he's a little bit more childish than you know. Just saying, quote unquote, weak. Because yes, he, he thinks that he is better than you know people are. But like, mm-hmm. uh, I guess this villain side, quote unquote, wants to say that uh, he's bad because cause he always he always brings up these uh, things about his uh, scars, right? Yeah, and I think that it has to do with oh, you know how he was, quote unquote, uh, brought up. And, you know, he believes that people will do bad things just because of the sake of bad things. And that's more or less where it's supposed... To, that's where the evil comes in. Okay. Uh. Yeah, that's why I want to go against weak because I think it's more than that, you know. Because Batman has to be the reverse side, in my opinion, okay. for it. Okay. Yeah, I do like how you brought up, like, the moments when he talks about like his scars because he brings them up quite frequently. Right. And he always changes the story too. So it's clear that he doesn't have just one single story. He always like changes it based on said person or like event. Right. And uh see I guess in my like view, because that first time we can't really like accept his like uh, you know, stories as true because obviously he changes it. Um but like even he talked about that very first time with his father. I didn't he mention something about like his father would like would drink or something and then he would yell at his uh, uh, mom and then he, you know, was hitting her and whatnot. Mm -hmm. See, I think he's talking about like those things where he's saying like there, there's the weakness in people. Like my father was an alcoholic. Uh, He was, he wasn't fully conscious and fully aware. He starts giving into those like pressures and everything. And then he does bad things. So, I like that's why I'm saying that overall it feels more like a weakness that something takes him to that place and he's letting people know about those things. I feel like it's always about some kind of weakness that exists there within somebody. Um, but I like again, I, I just don't know if it's necessarily an evil, but I, I can I can totally see where you get the the weak thing because, uh, you know, it's totally understandable with like uh, having the people fall towards uh you know like i guess uh bad or whatnot right but uh i don't know i guess i question to like uh um i guess wouldn't it, like his overall goal is for me to like you know go uh, show people that they are bad because if he if his overall goal is to show people that they're weak i feel as if in his findings he'd find somebody who's not and i guess you could say quote unquote that's batman you know he's strong or whatnot but uh i guess i guess you could have found it seems more convenient i guess you could say the other thing is too with even with uh good versus bad that you right. you'd find some good person right mm-hmm, yeah and they obviously do with the boats sure yeah. so i think it could be like a mixture of both if be honest. it probably is a mixture because i guess like with the weakness it can also be considered an evil and vice versa Um, And even Joker mentions it, like, uh, for a brief moment at the very end, when he says something to Batman about, like, for whatever reason, like, he basically, like, admitting that he can't, like, make him think the same way as he does. Mm -hmm. And because of some kind of, like, ritualistic uh, goodness or something that he mentions, something along those lines. Um, So that's probably something to take note of. Yeah, um... I do want to, like, also go into, like, uh, what we both believe, like, the Joker to be. Because, you know, it could be different from his portrayal of uh, the Joker. Uh-huh. I do want to say, like, uh, I'm in my vision, it's a little bit more... It's similar, but, like, uh, it's more uh, tied to his, like, obsession with Batman. Because I feel like everything that joker does is driven because of batman and it's more like it's more in the sense of like he's bored and uh batman you know gives him this like sort of uh i guess different and oh this is what this is interesting to him and uh it's different from your normal society you know so he's like oh living the life and you know who is this guy and uh because i i feel as if it's, it's similar to you know the fact where uh you know why live life if it's not interesting you know sure. in, in that realm yeah rather than mm-hmm. oh uh people are you know inherently bad or whatever you know uh, i think for Heath ledges to be it's it's more in the lines on you know Let's live a little, quote-unquote, right? (laughs) And then Batman, in in that sense, is, you know, being his true self, you know, living life, you know, to the fullest, quote-unquote. And so the Joker, I I guess, you know, kind of forgets his whole thing and, like, tries to, like, uh, understand, you know, who is this or kind of like that. He understands that this is, you know— makes his life interesting and i'm you know supposed to be the other part quote unquote and yeah driving to that insane area you know yeah uh, side of him um i always like when i hear the uh like that similar line of like that they're destined to do this forever because you oh, know yeah. that, that it's going to and that's kind of like um uh similar to what you're saying about how yeah joker is kind of like the other side of batman and vice versa And uh, like with that, it is going to lead them to, you know, do this till the end of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I would feel like I would say that um, Heath Ledger's Joker is um, is one that is like obsessed with Batman. And that's the right place to be, I think. I would actually disagree. I think his is actually not as obsessed as I want. I think it's supposed to be more. Oh, more so. Yeah, yeah. You think it's too far into like just like giving into like the weaknesses or the evil of people? Uh I don't think it's too far. I think that's a good, you know, uh uh villain quote unquote trait to have, but I think the Joker is more into this uh, you know, boredom where he assessed with Batman and that's this, what j- the, this version of no, Joker no, 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 or just no, no, Joker no. in general. Just Joker in general. Oh, okay. I'm talking about I'm talking about my thoughts on what I think Joker to be, oh. and just comparing it into how Heath Ledger's or how I think Heath Ledger's Joker is supposed to be portrayed. Okay. So, I, I do you think Joker is supposed to be this way that Heath Ledger portrays, or is it like, hmm. do you, did you think Joker is something else? Because people interpret his character, you know, completely different in different ways. I didn't know if you had some other thing, like, oh, this is what Joker is actually, or something. Oh, like what he's all about. Yeah, I think I would say that. Um, I don't know. I guess I treat, I treat different like versions, especially like the portrayals of uh, the Joker. I just treat them in different, like a like in a different view than I do for like just general Joker. I will say that I think general Joker and in, in my head is is different than the Heath Ledger version but I don't think the Heath Ledger version is bad. Right, right. Um, I think that this one is a little bit more like grittier. Obviously, there are versions of the Joker which are more grittier, mm-hmm. so he falls in the line of the gritty, the dark, uh, the very manipulative, probably not as fun and maybe not as charismatic as you normally would see the Joker. Like For example, in the animated series of Batman, but I think, you know, with this kind of film, it, it it works and he's not meant to be so cartoony. I think he is. I think the obsession with Batman came through for me personally. Oh, okay. And I felt like it was enough. Maybe we could have used some more. But I felt like that the whole idea with like trying to bait him on the TV with like killing the other um, imposter Batmans like on TV, like that was a clear like uh, that was a clear obsession. Even to the point when, like he was even planning to just like kill Batman in order, to, in order to well, as he put it, so that way like crime could continue again. Um, you know, like those like different things. Basically, like it felt like throughout the entire movie he was just trying to lure Batman out, and I felt that his obsession come through. Yeah. Uh, yes and no, and, and the same where I think with those two examples is they're kind of like. uh Contradictory because it this is, I guess this is why I think his obsession wasn't to the heights like I thought it's supposed to be okay. only because like okay it didn't make sense to me that okay at the beginning he's like okay we gotta kill Batman which yes sure he'll say that or whatnot right yeah and then he he comes up with this like uh whole deal to like oh find out who he is or whatnot and yeah and that in that sense I don't know if the you know he should have went that far you know I think it does make more sense that he wanted to conceal his identity because I don't think he really cares but the when he went to the other side where oh you know he needs to remove his mask and he made like uh, death threats because of that that didn't make sense to me and that's what I was like okay this doesn't is not the obsessive joker as oh. I think it's supposed to be oh know? okay I see so okay so probably just like didn't line up with uh Maybe how he was originally, like, what his goal was, really? Because yeah, did he it, have to kill those people? Right. It, it seemed very, like, flip-flop. Mm. Mm. Which, okay. you know, you could just say, oh, it's, you know, insanity maybe or whatnot. But sure. it seemed inconsistent for, like, a, a, a character. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe know? it was. Right. I do also, let's go to, like, obviously Batman, right? Yeah. And I got to say, first off, what did they do to Batman? He completely oh. changed from Batman Kids, in my opinion. In my opinion. How so? Because okay, so in this movie he has this like uh basically he brings up this whole uh Rachel relationship, right? Oh yeah. And I thought at the end of the Batman Begins, we established he's Batman and this is what he's gonna do now, and you know, he's gonna you know save Gotham or whatnot. But then he in this movie he completely sidetracked, it's like, oh no, 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 I gotta get Rachel back. And you know, he does things that You know, it doesn't make sense to what his other form, you know, would have done because like, okay, yes, we had this relationship, but I thought again before we were supposed to like, okay, we know he can't have it. That's the whole downfall burden, you know, quote unquote. Just just like Spider Man. Yeah. And this one he's like throwing, you know, let's just throw the Batman suit away. Let's go get Rachel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will agree that Batman begins um certainly established that Bruce understood his position in his place. Both him and Rachel understood, right? And it was strange that it kind of felt like you know, it almost seemed like he was kind of stalking Harvey Dent uh, for the sake of Rachel and seeing like what the relationship was like. And even Alfred mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I I will do want to mention though. Do we actually know how long it's been between the events of Begins and uh, The Dark Knight? Do we know how much time has passed? Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if we know how much time has passed because depending on like how long it's been because even Bruce brings up quite a bit. He's like, he's like, uh, you know, like, oh, remember with the day that I told you about if, you know, Gotham didn't need Batman. Gotham didn't need Batman. Well, that time is here. It's come or it's coming because Harvey Dent is here. Mm -hmm. He's Gotham's white knight and he can do it all without a mask. And so I guess in my head, when I was watching, I kind of felt like the just time had passed. But it still felt strange that he was... He felt almost like it needed to be urgent. Like, he was almost kind right. of rushing. And what I liked about this, even though we obviously knew that uh, Rachel Dawes, her, the, the actor, had changed. Right. Which was a little strange. But yeah. anyway, that's besides the point. Um, what I really liked about this part was that Rachel still, in that moment anyway, still felt... Like, she was the smarter one out of the two and saying, like, you know, there's no need to rush this yet. Let's think about this a little more. And, um, I, yeah, I guess my, maybe in my head I was just like, well, we don't know how much time has passed. But still, would, he re- would Bruce Wayne really react like that, especially when it felt like he really understood where he needed to be mm-hmm. clearly? And, like, no matter how much time had passed, he still would have known where he sat with that and the decision that they came to. So, I guess, like, even with time, it wouldn't have excused that. I, I guess uh, I just go into like, uh, I just think of it more on like uh, film writing or whatnot. Like, why write this? You know, why write into uh, this? Right, right. Why write it this way? Here's another example of like, it just overcomplicates a plot that's already overcomplicated, you know, uh, for no reason. Hmm. And I understand, like, uh, I understand the the desire for your, you know, your main hero to undergo this change through, you know, the hero's journey or whatnot. Because, you know, all structures are most likely influenced by that, right? Yeah. I understand understand the need. Yeah. But this is why we have different characters in movies. Yeah. You know, our main main hero already learned his stuff in Batman Begins. Let's use our villain. Let's use our supporting characters. Let's use our other people there yeah. to tell those heroes' journey stories rather than Batman because he already learned it. Yeah. Let's, you know, continue from what we established. And that's not... Remove and you know change completely what he already did. It yeah, doesn't make sense because it almost seemed to like you know like his flaws returned, it right. almost seemed like you know we brought back the flaws that like you said he already learned in Batman Begins. So right. why are we going through all of this when it should have been or it was it was established yeah. in the Dark Knight or the Batman Begins? Excuse me. Yeah, let's just use that time to establish who Joker was mm. or Harvey Dent was, and instead we we wasted time for no reason. Yeah um that's a good point to bring up because i felt like i didn't even notice that i did notice a change of bruce wayne don't get me wrong i totally noticed it um but i guess i'm i might have i probably didn't go to the fact of like um thinking to batman begins and thinking how different he is from that film i guess i kind of felt like it was just like slight uh changes where it felt like well, I guess I did kind of think about it because I did think about it in terms of just Bruce Wayne and not necessarily Batman. Mm-hmm. I thought about him more of uh, like when he was making like deals with a different company, it kind of felt like he was being reckless again. Uh, but was he really? Then it did show that like uh, he had a plan all along and everything. Mm-hmm. So then right. I was like, okay, they're, they're, those are things that obviously Bruce Wayne is smart and he's not. He's playing up the character of Bruce Wayne. Um I guess i may, maybe didn't think much about Batman's side and thinking about like you know uh w- what happened yeah i am just uh I'm just saying this only because like uh, by the end he becomes this like stable rock and he's back to you know kind like form yeah and I'm just saying like he could he should have been that uh stable iron throughout rock the entire thing. film yeah throughout the entire film it didn't make you know in my opinion it didn't make sense but yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever uh, also it's like uh, I did want to talk about like just locations in general and just how Gotham is okay like uh, so basically again here's like another contrast between the Dark Knight and battle against and battle against I felt we under we understood what Gotham was you know we had certain locations like Arkham Asylum we had the Gotham slums we had uh, Wayne Manor, you know, and all this whole elaborate. We city. had Falcone's like hideout. Right, Falcone's hideout. We had and the back cave. The back cave, but in this one, we don't see any of it. It's just random building, random hospital, random street corner. And it's like where did the character of Gotham go? <laughs> it's like the only character is really you know Joker in this yeah. whole in this whole movie. Uh-huh. And it's like what happened? You know, we established so much in the foundation of Batman Begins. And for some reason we lost it. Yeah, there was there was a sense of like um or loss of the sense of character. Um like we talked about it before. We uh, and um I almost kinda like didn't understand what you were trying to get at it first. And uh now that I think about it, it's like yeah, we we lost the sense of like like you could almost like shut your eyes and think about the locations in Batman begins and you can actually picture them right in your head because they were established well. And then in the dark night you just kind of look at it and you close your eyes and you're like, okay, where was this again? Right. And um you know, I I feel like again, maybe I'm just like I, I feel like as I said before, for this film, it feels like it's for the average moviegoer, you know? It's it's meant to like we're moving from place to place and we don't even stay in, in a place too long in this film, you know. Right. We move quite a bit and uh it's not. We don't have a lot of time and stay to stay in one place. So I think that probably like led to the feeling of like, oh, here we are. Here, it, it feels like that thing where you see like in movies nowadays. For whatever reason, it's like we're in one place, like we're in one country, and then the next scene we're in another country, <laughs> yeah. and then we're in another country, yeah, yeah. and it's like we <laughs> can't stop like the movement from location to location. It's like. It's not going to hurt you if we stay in one location and we really get a sense of it. Mm-hmm. And I think Batman Begins did that very well, and which is why I say that Batman Begins is the better film overall, in my opinion. When or like in the trilogy, yep. Uh And I feel like it's underrated for that for that matter. Um, but yeah, like the lo- the locations just feel like almost. Like 2D, if that's like the way to describe it. (laughs) Or like really plain. Okay. And almost like when we see like the new like back cave or like the temporary back cave, even as I was watching The Dark Knight, I was thinking to myself, whoa, whoa, why is it so like empty and why is it so plain? I do like the wall though, like the ceiling, I should say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ceiling looks nice. The ceiling looks nice. It's a really cool touch. Gives me like 2001 A Space Odyssey vibes. Like it's very like Mm -hmm. clean yet dirty. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, whoa, 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 what happened? But then I remember that Wayne Manor is still being rebuilt, so we'd never actually got to see, like, the Batcave again. Right. But it just kind of felt like a sacrifice. Like, right. couldn't we just skip ahead to when it's rebuilt? It's like, especially <laughs> since, we, you know, we're establishing that time has passed. It's like, you know, what happened? You know, we could just skip to, okay, a new Batcave or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And we just, again, we just go to some location that could be literally any action movie. Yeah. You know, oh, this is our base or whatnot. It's yeah. Like, serious <laughs> i like what happened i don't know i uh, i completely agree the location was like missing in this one the yeah. character i should say yeah yeah i don't know what happened uh i do also want to go into uh harvey dent's character and like the fall of him and becoming mm. two-faced and yeah i actually kind of like this whole uh like downfall of him i do too yeah it, like establishes oh you know he could be uh it's just another you know batman villain that you know you know or whatnot yeah like oh that's kind of cool that, like you see the progression yeah yeah and uh i guess that you know the fact that he was out in the open and we didn't really see those type of people when it came to Batman begins because everybody around gotham was corrupt mm-hmm. and we still carried those uh, uh ideas into the into dark Knight. And you know Harvey brings it up all the time, like you know you can't trust these men because you know they were the same men who were corrupted, you know whatever. Yeah, years, years ago. Yeah. And, and so why don't we carry that over and not anything right. else? See, here's here's yeah, here's <laughs> another thing where like uh, your first time viewing, you could have completely missed that. Yeah. And that was a huge point yeah. in this movie with Harvey Dent's character and how he ends up with Rachel. And you you know again. I don't think I understood that the first time I watched Dark Knight. And <laughs> oh, I, really? Yeah, when I watch it now, oh. I was like, oh, okay, now this all makes sense. Cause, oh, really? Yeah, because it all pieced together with Batman Begins because uh-huh. it all is supposed to connect. But it's so like minuscule and so you know not brought to the forefront with everything else going on yeah. that it's an easy thing to miss. Yeah, it's like easy to just gloss over. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. Uh, there is some essence, you know, there still, you know, besides, like, you know, the 500, you know, criminals there. <laughs> but which not, is, not enough. you know. It did seem kind of, like, ridiculous. And at that point, it almost kind of felt cartoony, you know. Um, with Harvey Dent, though, I do want to ask, do you feel like he came off, like, too strong, like, in the opening? Do you feel like his character felt just not, not like, obviously, like, yes, he's a strong opposing figure uh, to be considered the white knight of Gotham, right? Mm-hmm. He's something to be reckoned with. But I just felt like I, I I'm, not, I'm not talking about the character at this point. I guess I'm referring more to like the acting and maybe that was the point and it did come off of, like it did come off strong but that was the point. Yeah. But like it felt a little too strong or and is that is that just me or it did you feel that way? It too like uh clean maybe. Yeah, clean, convenient It's like there's like nothing, you know, like yeah, yeah, you you get the sense and like He's uh, not afraid of anything. It's like, oh, uh, like the good yeah, guy. It's a little little Uh, I don't know cheesy like yeah maybe because again we've already seen this film before so we know it's supposed to lead yeah it it just it didn't seem as genuine as like a good guy you know doing the right thing as like you know a Clark Kent from Superman you know right it wasn't the same you know delivery because exactly like like you said you know with these good persona with uh, Harvey Dent I feel like when he turned to two-faced it made a lot more sense Mm -hmm. and it felt a lot more genuine genuine in that in that uh, form of him yeah i don't know i just felt like it was just in especially in the opening it felt like just too convenient right yeah. too convenient totally i understand um yeah and again like if we go with bound begins it just felt like we we didn't really have a lot of moments with convenience maybe except for lucius right mm-hmm. but like with the dark knight it just felt like the characters just felt too convenient it's like oh, this person just, like, not scared of anybody. He's going to take on, like, all these mob people and all those gangs and all those, like, you know, all the people. And it just kind of felt like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I can take it. it. It just felt maybe just too, like, unrealistic, I suppose. Yeah, but I guess, like, the, you know, the saddest part is, you know, seeing him and Rachel or whatnot like, Yeah, what happened with uh, them. And you know him screaming. I was like, "Oh man, it was so." It was devastating. <laughs> yeah, the moment when they're they're both tied up, uh, and uh, they're in their you know their respective places where they were like kidnapped, right? Mm. And uh, with the the gas tanks, and uh, man, it was devastating. I never I didn't realize how devastating it was until like I agree when Batman when Batman said that he was going after Rachel, but then when he ends up uh, like opening the door and he sees and he sees Harvey, and then Harvey sees Batman. And he starts screaming like, you know, you chose the wrong person. I was like, man, that really like hit me in another way this time that it, ne- it never has before. And man, that was that was a strong moment. That was that was a really good moment and uh, an upsetting one for sure. And uh, yeah, oh man. Yeah, like, uh, also, like, going into that, that scene, you know, where Batman, you know, goes and sees Harvey. See, here's another thing where the first time I watched it, I didn't understand this part because, again, mm. stuff was just going too fast and, you know, you didn't understand yeah. certain things. But when I watched it in this uh, time, you know, I was like, okay, here's another thing to disprove, you know, Joker's not this agent of chaos. He, You know, he made uh, calculated moves, you know. Okay. He purposely told Batman the wrong thing. Uh, location and he he swapped locations because he knew that he would go over to a rachel and he went to harvey's instead i always thought that oh you know batman went to harvey even though he said he was going to rachel so he let her go because you know whatever right i always thought that but no joker he switched locations Just, I've got to admit right now, <laughs> right now, I, I I was today today's years old when, when I realized that that was the purpose. Oh. I never realized that Joker oh, had switched locations. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a big, man. Big, brilliant plan because oh, he knew. Man. Oh, man. I just, that See? just clicked right now. There you go. It was it was too fast. I, I'll admit that it was like way too fast that the way or the way that they like... Uh. The way that they that was like approached because even when I was watching, I was like, wait a minute, when did they ever say like did Gordon and Batman ever tell themselves? Because when Batman left, he said that he was going after Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then Gordon after, you know, this the second place. So then I was thinking, but wait, did there was was there a point when they said, All right, just like switch? But so Joker made the switch. Yeah, he knew that yeah. Batman would get there in time and he knew the cops couldn't get there in time. Right. Or he knew yeah, the Batman would be faster, you know, obviously. Right. yeah. And so he needed to basically, he wanted to, his old goal was to, you know, basically uh, have uh, Dent, you know, become bad or fall like them, quote unquote, right? Yeah. And so he knew he needed him alive, so he guaranteed, he sent Batman to him, technically. Right. See, like, yeah, everything was just like too fast, even in that moment when we had the interrogation scene, which is a very popular scene. Yeah. But it's like. As good of a scene as I was, it's like uh, you're still just losing something or you can lose things. And see, I felt like Batman Begins didn't do that. It mm-hmm, didn't right. do that. Yeah. It's like, see, just those little things because of the, just the pacing, just how stuff's like, should I care about this or should I care about this? It's like it's not very clear just because, again, we're moving to oh, – there's all these moving parts, again, just for – Again, we don't even know the reason, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it's just overcomplicated and, you know, people miss these things. And uh, Batman just did a better job and like, okay, here's, you know, where we're going. And this is the payoff, you know, with, again, with like Ra's al Ghul, basically. You yeah. know, We understood the moments, you know, when he basically came together uh, uh, against him at the end with Raz. Yeah. And this one we just didn't understand because there were certain, you know, things just happening all at once. And... I like, see, you know, we just learn new things every day. <laughs> I did not even know that he switched them, and now it may all make sense. <laughs> Man. <laughs> didn't even catch that. Oh no. Uh well, at least I didn't miss here a line or anything like that. At least it was just I, I just missed the fact that he Yeah switched those locations. That makes a lot more sense. Um You know, with Harvey Dent, I uh i was sad to see him like turn to the like the dark side if we want to call it Mm -hmm. you know and it was kind of like when i was seeing, watching that moment when joker's like kind of like talking with him and like kind of giving them that push to you know take him there to take harvey dent there it was like man joker kind of has a point right here and he convinced him in such a good way but it was just sad that well it was sad that harvey went there but uh Joker definitely knew what to say to him, especially with the loss of Rachel. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't have imagined with like Harvey, like having to deal with the Joker, like right there when he knew that he was responsible, or at least he knew. And then I guess like Joker just kind of convinced him that he wasn't. Well, he knew. It was just you know he basically all his stuff that he to- tells Harvey is just quote unquote BS, or yeah, he made it you know so he, he made could, up another story. Yeah, yeah, so he could go with there and yeah, uh, yeah. I was like. Uh, yeah, I just decided to see him turn to this whatever maneuver. But, but essentially, I got to admit that, you know, Harvey Gaines' character, quote-unquote, turning to the dark side, you know, with his whole two-face, you know, with uh, the flip of the coin has, and everything. He definitely has more of, like, an edge to him, you know? And I like how they do establish the whole, like, uh, you know, the, the luck thing with uh, the, and the, the oh, two sides of the coin. Yeah, They established that a little bit earlier, but it definitely takes on a whole nother meaning once he... He turns into Two Face finally. Right. Um, I don't know though. It almost kind of felt like, you know, yes, he does develop this other kind of character, but it almost kind of felt like he wasn't fully there. And, yeah. I, and, and honestly, maybe that's the point. But he didn't even have enough time. Yeah. Really. Technically. Right. You know, exactly. it's, it's not like, uh, you know, originally we thought that uh Scarecrow and Batman begins was into the height. Oh. It's just again it's it's not like that. It's just mm-hmm. Harvey didn't have enough time to develop uh yeah. that two-faced character because again he wasn't there the whole movie right. as that version of him. Yeah. Um I guess in like in some ways, you know, I wasn't surprised that like he went to that um, uh, you know, that level. Um I guess it was just like sad to see him get there, especially since I've seen this yeah. movie already, but uh, you know, it was like oh, man, now Batman has someone else to worry about. Right. And especially, like, intense when, you know, when we do get to, like, that final scene with uh, him taking Commissioner Gordon's family. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, I, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> you yeah. know I was like, oh, man. That, see, that was another moment, too, where it just kind of felt like just like a like a gut-wrenching moment when, yeah, when he takes uh, Gordon's family. Oh, man. Yeah. Ugh. Never yep. would love. Uh, no, never want to be in that position. Like, never, yeah, no. it was. It was a tough scene to watch. I'll, I'll admit. Like, uh, yeah, it was definitely a, one of those. See, again, I think one of those scenes where you you kind of just like forget about, but then you see it again, and you are like, oh man, that was a lot worse than I. Uh, mm-hmm. Not like bad, but it was a uh, definitely like an impactful scene, and um, yeah, he was definitely going to a, a whole another level. Um, I, how do you? How did you feel about like? When, like, returning to Batman, um, how did you feel about the fact that he had to kind of take the fall for Harvey? And it was, it was, it was, uh, it was good. It, yeah. I think it was the, easily the best, you know, okay, we're back at Batman again. Yeah. And I was like, right. easily, like, the best moment, you know, the, oh, yeah, we need, in some ways, if we go back to a Ventile, you know, or, oh, do we lie just to be happy or whatnot? It's like, oh, it all stems from there, what, you know, forget <laughs> about that. Uh, so, yeah, no, no, no. He, uh, he takes the fall for him and it's yeah. just it's such a heroic thing it's such an epic thing this is what makes you want to watch the next movie right because yeah. what happened to him we know exactly. what's happening what's going right. on and you know stuff like that but again this is where Batman should have been the very beginning of right. the film not at the yep. end Yep. Uh, so it's kind of like yeah like definitely taking the fall um, I'm not even going to try to say the line with the hero they need or whatever because I'm going right. to flip it um, <laughs> just watch the movie and you'll know the line right? Uh, but yeah definitely a heroic moment uh, Batman basically, you know, sacrificing himself for the greater good. Um, see, see, this is why I say that like seventy uh, percent of this movie is bad, mm. while thirty percent is good because like this ending stuff is where we really gets like okay, what really happens and how this all matters and uh, you know his whole meaning for Batman and everything like that and what a hero can be and you know what a villain who understands you know. Uh, or like what uh, heights he can go if he's clever enough to, to, to push the boundaries, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where that 30% is. But like when we get, how we get there, it's like, oh, it's kind of dreadful. Like the other 70%. Oh, man. So there we have it. Christopher Nolan's superhero film, The Dark Knight. We hope you enjoyed listening and watching this episode. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of The End Credits. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The End Credits Podcast and over on Twitter at The End Credits. If you're watching the video version, make sure to subscribe to the End Credits YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you and goodbye.